Hello and welcome back to the 56th episode of the Oligarchy Disruptor podcast with your host, Ben and Leon. And of course, we had the lovely Ashley Downing with us as well. Hello. All righty, guys. So we have an amazing, really interesting show for you guys. We're going to talk about some really deep shit that I feel like we all need to understand about what's going on with the coronavirus crisis and like the the really fucked up stuff that the government is doing at the same time uh, and how many people are willingly going along with it and especially in government like our representatives our, uh, our the senators the president of course um, the president is probably leading the charge I mean I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and dive into that we're also going to talk about like the the new bill that was passed today from the house that originally came from the senate that $484 billion bill. Um, and we're going to talk about why that's even there and why part of the funding is replacing funding from another bill. But we'll talk about that in just a moment. So let me go ahead and share my screen with you guys so you can kind of follow along. We're going to talk about a few uh, articles from The Hill. And um, this first one that you're seeing here uh, is once again about the House passing the $484 billion uh, relief package. And so what this means is that now, since it passed the Senate originally, I went to the House, it was passed uh, today, and now it is going to the president's desk for signing. Okay, um, That's ultimately what that means. Uh, now, when we're talking about this bill specifically, the vote was pretty much passed handily, almost unanimously, uh, with 388 uh, voting yay, five nay, and one present. Basically saying, I'm here, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to vote. Don't want to vote, though. Like, I'm, I'm neither. Okay. Um, and then, uh, by the way, that one guy was Justin Amash, and you can kind of see his little picture there. Uh, but, and then there was... Shigander. Absolutely. Part of those five also was um, Bay, a.k.a. AOC. and. Um, Mm-hmm. that's a different that's actually kind of a surprise compared to the last time around but we'll talk about that in just a minute so that's probably why she voted nay this exactly. time around exactly uh, <laughs> but um so let's go into the breakdown of how the money was kind of spent yeah uh, at least on this one or budgeted out so it looks like it's right here so the central to the massive relief package is $310 billion to replenish the Paycheck Protection Program. And it ran out of funding within a couple of weeks and because it was so popular and so many businesses really needed it to like stay afloat and pay their employees and whatnot. But what we also found, and we, of course I did this in a separate episode, what the, these, call, these companies were also doing was the companies that didn't necessarily need this funding, the publicly traded companies, companies that have additional ways to get money uh, into their pockets. And like, these are like literally publicly traded. So like people can put money, their own money, everyday people can put their money into this. And they have lots of external ways of revenue. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And then, so um, what we found was that those companies were the same ones that were getting the funding for, the small business program when they a are not small businesses and 
and like in no regard are they small businesses um and then b it was first come first serve and they skipped to the front of the line but that wasn't their fault they just helped it whose fault was that the banks it was the banks that were sued uh by like those many businesses in san francisco very recently i also commented on that and mm-hmm. um how they accused those three biggest banks um jp morgan chase uh wells fargo and bank of america about how they how they let other companies bigger companies step in front of the line when it was supposed to be first come first serve but it was first come first serve for the rich ass people the people that can afford it not broke ass mom and pop shop uh type places where it was supposed to go exactly and that's what's really fucked up and every time i see this article when i'm scrolling or like browsing through the internet it's it's absolutely infuriating um but let's go ahead and keep uh, on the topic of the uh the relief bill that was passed today so uh like i said congress had allocated an additional 349 billion for the ppp uh in the last bill uh which was part of a 2.2 trillion dollar package uh that was passed on the 27th but what was different also about this not only was it a much bigger relief program but it also um the voting process was not the same it was not as transparent like this is a mm-hmm. recorded vote for this time around but then and that's what we were kind of, Ashley and I were kind of alluding to do you want to take it away Ashley do you want to like uh, let them know about that um the hidden vote or yeah absolutely yeah the the vote the the vocal vote like the vote that they didn't have to um it wasn't recorded like, no one yeah. actually knows <clears throat> so the first cares act was um where this 349 billion dollars was was allotted originally and a lot of people were pushing for well actually I want to say a lot a couple people were pushing for this to be a recorded vote and the majority of people said that it didn't matter it was no you know it, that it didn't need to be recorded so n- needless to say the re- vote was not recorded so um which is a a very odd thing actually typically every single vote whether in the senate or um in the house are always recorded and they're like on their website uh soon after they vote i mean it's it's a regular thing so that was kind of weird um and i think it, it kind of did get out who voted for it and who voted against it you know rumors or whatever like we rumors that AOC voted for it um the first time mm-hmm. um and now she's voting against it this time well, so we should, we should talk about why we uh, why there that rumor is going around and the reason is or do you want to say no go for it go for it okay cool so the reason why that is is because there was only two people in the house of representatives that stood up the last time around that they were voting for this that 2.2 trillion dollar bill there was only two people that stood up in the house against it mm-hmm. it was representative thomas massey who coincidentally also did it again this time, this time but this yeah. time he was successful because dozens of other representatives joined him since the last time around and uh wanted to record the vote um but what was interesting 
and why I bring it up is because AOC was not one of those people. Rashida Tlaib was not one of those people. Ilhan Omar was not one of those two people. It was Thomas Massey and some other dude. I totally forgot his name. But mm-hmm. it's no one, it's not like no giant figure. It's no like, uh, it's no AOC. It's no like huge, rep, it's no Rokana. It's no like none of these progressive Not a typical people, person you would exactly. think would want transparency. Like, yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think it, I mean, in all honesty, the whole fact that they need this second bill because the first bill went over so horribly and all this money was given to people it shouldn't have. Um, I think that makes a lot of people want this vote recorded. <laughs> um, they're like, oh shit, you know, maybe I should show the American people that I uh, voted against this one. <laughs> Literally. Uh, but I think she kind of learned a lesson that time around and or at least a lot of them other, a lot of other representatives kind of did as well. Not everybody stood up, but at least a few dozen did enough um, to get this actually done in, in a more transparent way this time around. So at least now yeah. we know who's voting for this and who's voting against it, um, at the very least, at the very fucking least. Um, so uh, I also wanted to mention that, as you see here, Democrats also secured an additional $75 billion for hospitals and community health centers and another $25 billion to, bo- to boost COVID-19 testing um, divided between state and federal governments. Um, so let's, uh, it's all on. really great. It'd be awesome if we only needed, um, 75, like a hundred, hundred billion dollars. That would be great. Instead of all that other money that we're not, we're now needing because corporate America took it from working class Americans. I think you're hundred percent right. And I think who also would think you're right is probably this guy. His name is Cenk Uger. You see it right here. Uh, this is, uh, of course, if you don't already know him, a, a huge progressive um, uh, icon in the progressive media landscape. Uh, he founded the TYT, and now he's actually running for Congress in California. So support him if you guys are out there living in that district. Uh, let's let's change this shit up. So um, I hope you enjoy the video. Uh, he is going to talk about how the corporate dens gaslit progressive. Uh, progressives during um, for their votes and the coronavirus bill. So um, I'm going to let him take it away and then we'll comment on it in just a second. People should come first. So our number one priority should be American citizens, which uh, in Washington is a revolutionary thought. Like, oh, get out of here. What, we're going to give the money first to Americans? No. She's a lunatic. No, obviously we give the multinational corporations. First. And by the way, that's literally what they did. Over 90% of the money went to giant multinational corporations then small businesses, then actual citizens. And AOC's main argument, no, let's flip it. Let's do citizens first, small business second, giant corporation uh, third. And that is great framing, that is great policy. The problem is, is for progressives, they often have the right policies, but they get gaslit by Democrats into not fighting too hard. Uh, so initial thoughts on uh, his take on that. I thought he did a great fucking job. Um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> clearly, they snuff out every pro- progressive candidate that runs for president. Why wouldn't they try to get progressives not to vote for policies that uh, they don't see as being beneficial uh, to the Democratic Party? 
It's absolutely insane. Um, and he, I think he did a really good job, like basically kind of summing up what happened. Um, and I'm really glad to see that AOC is kind of taking a different tone. I know that, I mean, a lot of people love her and they don't think that anything happens at all. And that's a problem. Like you guys, even though like, I, I mean, I personally love her too. I know like, Ashley, <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to speak for you, but I, I'm pretty sure you do. Um, yeah, no, I do. Yeah. I mean, like, she's like a firebrand for the progressives. Like, how could you not like her? Especially taking out like the establishment, like Joe Crowley mm-hmm. in 2018. Like, like how impressive was that? How can you not like Youngest this? woman in Congress. Like one of the, but, one of the first minority faces that's, you know, um, but that's in the progressive movement. It, it, yeah. It's really kind of like interesting to see like how someone like that is also kind of starting to like deviate a little and like starting to be a little sketchy just starting to be like and this is just bad enough like for me to just like mm, I don't know um but at the same time like she overall does a really good job um of trying to put people first mm-hmm. in her policies and I mean if she was in my district I'd vote for her I mean I'd wife her up anyways like I'd cop, <laughs> I'd cop her fuck it <laughs> oh whatever. My gosh. that's another topic so AOC if you're watching this Hit you up someday, girl, okay? All right. Oh, my um, God. Fuck. All right, whatever. Um, don't, I'm just embarrassed myself. Whatever. So, uh, <laughs> you um, know, though, I, I, I agree with you about what you said about AOC, but I also think, too, that um, she isn't a true Democrat either. You know, she's definitely a progressive. So I think that she's kind of trying to just fight both sides and trying to, you know, still secure her seat because she knows that she is making a difference um but still trying to have that moral you know i don't want to vote for or i don't want to completely align myself with these establishment democrats Mm, i I think you bring up a great point i think that uh some people uh such as myself may be a little too harsh on aoc because she she does work within the system you know, and yeah. like she, her boss is like, A, the committee head or the chairwoman or chair, uh, chairman of whatever she's on, committee she's on. And ultimately, like Nancy Pelosi, who is the Speaker of the House, of course. So she has to work with them. Um, and I'm assuming, like, along with politics, there are many concessions that are made. I, I feel like this might be one of them. But at the same time, this, is a, this was a moral vote. And she is one of the moral like people in Congress, people look up to her for like her decision-making and to see her not stand up. To make a good humanitarian decision. Not necessarily humanitarian, but transparent, like transparency when it comes to voting and accountability. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what I was referring to, like the the voting and uh, those bills and stuff. But um, nevertheless- I think that she also did a lot of like pushback though with this bill wanting um because oh my gosh the amount of articles that i saw um about republicans bashing democrats for trying to you know take have this bill this bill's taking too long um but that's because they were trying to fight to get more money in there for actual working class people who are not working and need the money um so i don't know i give aoc a decent amount of credit i do think that she is um maybe making some concessions that she shouldn't be uh but i think that she does a lot of hard work um, it cannot be easy working with all those people. <laughs> yeah, I, you got to give her some kudos, but um, let's go ahead and move Anyhow. on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go ahead and We're move floating on. her roof here. 
<laughs> Let's go ahead and move on to the next topic, which is uh, the five lawmakers who voted against uh, this um, coronavirus relief. So um, what we, I actually mentioned a couple of them a little earlier on. Uh, so we saw Th Thomas Massey um, stand up again against this uh, and want to not vote for this. Uh, so the, there's a quartet of Republicans who cast no votes. Um, Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky, uh, who stood alone the last time around. Uh, actually, not alone, with another guy, my bad. Uh, and uh, plus three other leaders from the Freedom Caucus, which are Representative Andy Briggs from Arizona, Ken Buck of Colorado, Jody Heiss of Georgia, and they are all conservatives who raise concerns about government spending and raising the debt. So it looks like these are the actual like real Republicans um, that are within the Republican Party that actually care about fiscal conservatism and care and um, about like their consistency, you know what I mean? Like about actually walking the walk and talking the talk when they, even if they're not 100% right about it, they're at least putting their money where their mouth is and uh, mm -hmm. actually caring enough about this to stand up against the vast, vast majority of the other representatives in the House. Um, so, uh, alongside of that, one other Democrat, which was, of course, as we know, AOC, as you can see her pretty face over here on the right, um, <laughs> he is, uh, she was the only other Democrat, actually the only Democrat to, um, vote nay against this. And, uh, I think it was a really, uh, well, like we were commenting, really good, um, thing for her to do alongside with those other Republicans, mm -hmm. um, to vote nay and very courageous. Uh, and at a time like this, that's like a Bernie Sanders type of move. Like watching him in Congress, like standing alone against everybody, like Every, yeah. these truths. Yeah. So I think that's going to give her a lot of good credit. Um, and um, I also wanted to talk about how Massey, uh, um, how he, like the last time I ran, I mentioned that he voted along with one other dude. Now this time, I'm gonna read this officer from, from the Hill. <laughs> Massey, who infuriated House colleagues late last month when he forced lawmakers to return to Washington during the pandemic in order to pass a $2.2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill, took a lap Thursday, a victory lap Thursday. Um, and quote, he said, a month ago I stood alone for the constitution and congressional accountability. I said, if truckers, nurses, and grocers can, can work, and so can Congress. Um, and I, I was called the most hated man in D.C. by CNN. Wow, they reported the truth. Uh, <laughs> and he tweeted that. Uh, he also tweeted, today, quote, today dozens will demand a recorded vote. Hashtag winning. So dope. I'm really happy that Massey got his way. I think that was a really dope thing for him to do. Really moral principled thing. Uh, that he stood up for his own beliefs. Uh, and mm -hmm. because of that, that courage, other people followed suit. So uh, including AOC, which definitely got the attention of many more people, especially being a lone Democrat in that. So very, very cool. Um, so let's talk about the next topic now, which is uh, this one. Oh, guys, <laughs> guys. I'll let Ashley kind of take this one away, but this one, just get ready. Can I just say, like, first the USPS and now states? Like, are you kidding me? I just cannot even believe 
Well, first off, let me just say that I do not think that anything that we are about to talk about in the next, whatever, 20 minutes is actually going to happen. I do not see the federal government allowing states to go bankrupt. However, Mitch McConnell has said that he thinks that that would be okay. And he thinks that... He thinks that a good majority of Republicans would also be on board with that. Um, so yeah, um, anyways, I wanted to kind of read a little bit of stuff inside the article, if we can kind of like scroll through so they can um, keep going. Oh yes, this one. I would certainly be oh. in favor of allowing states to use the bankruptcy route. Okay, it saves some cities and there's no good reason for it not to be available. My guess is their first choice would be for the federal government to borrow money from future generations to send it down to them so they don't have to do that. That's not something I'm going to be in favor of. But You're saying that you want states who employ thousands, if not millions of people to go bankrupt. Are you serious? Who, who, who's going to run our country? Cuomo has a really good quote that's um, actually, or who's going to run our states, I mean. He said something that was, I think, extremely important and something that um, I think they should probably take into account that they didn't even think of. He says, well, he starts off saying, this is, <laughs> this is one of the really dumb ideas of all time. <laughs> Um, but he says not to fund state and local governments is incredibly short-sighted. They want to fund small businesses, fund airlines. I understand that, but state and local governments fund police and fire and teachers and schools. How do you not fund police and fire and teachers and schools in the midst of this crisis? Literally, how? I mean, we, we saw when airlines were struggling um, a while back and people decided they didn't want to come to work because they weren't getting paid um, during the government shutdown. And you, so you think that people who work in jails and prisons and police and you, all these people are just going to show up to work on a daily basis knowing that they aren't getting paid and they don't know when they're going to get paid. That's a dangerous situation. Don't say that you are really okay with that. Um, Filing for bankruptcy, I mean, yes, that would ha have, they would have their jobs still, um, but it would still be a process. People would lose tons of money and benefits. Um, yeah, it's, and we're in the middle of a crisis. I think the biggest part of this that is shocking is that we are in a state of national emergency. This is a situation where the federal government has declared that we are in a national emergency for this reason of being able to have more presidential power. The, the go federal government has more power now, more power than they have on a regular basis because we are in a national emergency. Um, and that's to help states. Why else do you think they have that power? Because states are supposed to be able to rely on the federal government in times of crises. And, and I think the fact that they, and later on they say that, um, Republicans are, are going to see this as a way for states to refund their, um, their um, overspending in, in social programs and in state benefits. Um, how? 
I mean, it, that's absolutely ludicrous. And honestly, to me, it almost seems a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're uh, presumptuous of them to assume. <laughs> they're elitist. <laughs> You're giving all this money to corporations. What do you think they're doing with it? Not giving it to their, their employees, I'll tell you that. So why do you care what states are going to be doing with their money? Uh, I'm, I'm really interested in dissecting this Mitch McConnell quote because I think it's so impacted yeah. so many different things. I kind of want to pull it apart a little bit and kind of wind it back. But first, uh, I want to prequel that by saying, uh, I'm talking a little bit about who Mitch McConnell is right? Oh. So Mitch McConnell, first off, if you don't already know, he is the leader of the, uh, the Senate. Senate. So he's a Senate majority leader. Basically means he calls all the shots, just like Nancy Pelosi does in the House. In the House. Mm -hmm. Only thing, only difference is that he's a Republican and he's an absolute fucking stinking piece of shit. And um, he's done things like he's denied the um, he's denied President Obama a Supreme Court pick, something that has never happened in the never. history of this country. Um, he, I can't think, I always mentioned this to you before we started airing, but I remember saying to you that I can't think of a person that has done more damage to our democracy than Mitch McConnell has in the time that he's yeah, been in power. Too, um, and he's done literally so many things. Um, but I feel like the, the, the Supreme Court thing and jam-packing the courts and like all this like horrible shit and changing the Senate rules so that he can be able to do those kinds of things is it, they're going to look at him in a bad light. So that's really who Mitch McConnell is. That's who this guy is. That's who uh, yeah. is saying this. Shit. So um, and once again, he is the leader of this one of the main chambers of uh, Congress, the, the Senate. Right. And he leads the majority there, which means that he basically calls the shots. So yeah. um, uh, he says here um, he's in favor of allowing states to use the bankruptcy route. It saves some cities. Are you okay? Okay. First, why are you saying some, some. cities and not all cities? So fuck you for that. Um, and like, there's no good reason for it not to be available. Yeah, like, see, like declaring bankruptcy is some kind of saving grace for these states and these people. Like, are you fucking serious? And, well, sure, it should be available, but should it be the first option? It should be the last resort. Absolutely. Like, if, if it push comes to shove, like, yeah, sure. But, like, I wanted to mention like that every argument that anyone ever makes from now on, especially, especially from the Republicans, is that they cannot use that argument of uh, that's too expensive. Where's the money going to come from? Because you guys and I, you guys should know. <laughs> You're printing it. <laughs> you guys should know that like they have been printing fucking trillions of dollars for the biggest companies in this country, the biggest banks, people that don't need it the wealthiest among us. And you saw that with a small business loan. You saw that with a PPP. You're seeing this with the stimulus. You're seeing this with all these things. You're seeing mm -hmm. them let down the USPS. You're seeing them like do all this like crazy shit. And basically one of the, the largest transfer of wealth in decades, and not only in decades, probably in history and in all of American history, this is probably the largest transfer of wealth that has been single-handedly given out by the federal government 
and on the taxpayer's back. This is gonna be added on to that tr those trillions of dollars that we already have in the national debt. And this is gonna be added on, in, in Mitch McConnell's own words, into, uh, into <laughs> from future generations, it's, it's gonna be on their backs. His kids and grandkids and our kids and grandkids and their grandkids and probably their fucking grandkids, let's be honest. Yeah. Well, and it's so crazy because everybody wanted to say, which I'm not agreeing with, but everybody wanted to say, um, you know, Obama was so horrible, getting us in so much debt, bailing the banks out, blah, blah, blah. Um, what are you guys doing? Bailing out all these corporate businesses, which already have all these other ways of receiving revenue and instead completely depleting the work. Well, not even that we really had a middle class America anymore anyways, but you're just making poor people poor, poor people poor and making um, middle class families struggle. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's horrible. Um, so let's go all ahead. In the name of money. For real, um, and that's a common theme that you see. Um, it's easy to hit at the Republicans for this, just because they just do it so blatantly. Sure. Um, but the Democrats are also kind of guilty Definitely. of this. Um, so I don't, I, I don't want to like make it seem like it's just the Republicans when it's really both of them. Um, but yeah, they are putting money above um, the lives of their people. Um, so let's go ahead and continue on with this quote. He goes on to say, my guess is their first choice would be for the federal government to borrow money from future generations to send it down to them now so they don't have to do that. That's not something I'm going to be in favor of. And I think that's just a, a, such a profound statement from the majority leader, basically saying that he is unwilling to save <laughs> All of these people, all these states that, that need this funding, but he's more willing to give it to the banks and people, like I said before, the people that don't fucking need it. And the, I, like, I, don't, I, I don't get that. I don't fucking get that. I, I'm with you, man. I am I with you. Because this is just another, this just proves that the priorities in this country are completely out of whack completely he's more willing to let the businesses not go bankrupt than, than the states than the states and that's what's like absolutely insane like this is what should have happened like it should have been vice versa the fucking businesses should have been declaring bankruptcy just like we talked about in that one episode like the way that they paint like these companies like uh, closing down is not how it is in reality. Mm -hmm. They have, workers have many more protections. They, they don't go, it's a process for them. Definitely. And it's, it's well, been, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say exactly. Even if the States declared bankruptcy, it would still be a process, you know, but I, I mean, exactly what you're saying that businesses, this is something that is normal for businesses. I'm sorry, but it is, you know, you took the risk. So you take the, the fall. Um, states are not supposed to be filing for bankruptcy. I mean, we very rarely hear of cities filing for bankruptcy, let alone a state. But just notice how like people uh, in our representatives and government are not like jumping and like clamoring at the chance to like help these states. 
Mm-hmm. Like you don't really see like a ton of people coming out in support and like and saying like, okay, Governor Cuomo, you're a hundred percent right, which he is, <laughs> which he is, and um, they should get the funding. the The federal government should bail them out. Why? Because they have Absolutely. no fucking argument as to why not. When they say why not, what do you mean? I, I would say what the fuck? Why? What do you What do you mean? Why not? You just print. You just gave fucking four, uh, fucking like six trillion dollars. You printed <laughs> trillions and trillions of dollars and gave it to Wall Street, the biggest banks, the wealthiest among us, people that don't need it, and you're letting everyone else go to shit. And that's absolutely, that's beyond like like we were trying to find a word for this earlier and we couldn't fucking find it. But yeah, we, we kind of narrowed it down to shocking. Like this. We could not believe that this shit is happening. And yeah. it is. And you th- and when you think about it, I saw I saw this um like post on Facebook the other day and it said, um, this quarantine has taught us that half of our jobs can be done at home and the other half deserve um to be paid like double the amount or something. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, with if states go bankrupt, what is the what is the federal government saying to these people who work on a daily basis to protect our communities, like police officers, firefighters, paramedics? Um, I mean, people who work, correctional officers, anybody who works in a jail or a prison, um, people who are essential workers who have to be working and who are on a regular basis putting their life in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that saying to them? You know, oh, we don't care. You know, it's fine. Sorry, we're Literally. just gonna let you go bankrupt. But yet, all of these people who are, um, you know, what accounting firms, you know, big businesses, like, oh yeah, we care a lot about you guys, though. While you That's... sit or behind your pretty desk and do God knows what and make forty billion dollars a year. And that's the overall message that we're that Ashley and I are trying to paint. We're trying to show and really hammer in the the inequalities that permeate through the federal government and how corrupt both parties are. But I mean, and the argument could be made that one party is worse than the other. Okay, I maybe might agree with you, but that's like a debate I want to have for we'll have another day. <laughs> but at the same time. If you say that you're a party of the people and you support democracy and you're for all these things and you represent all these values, you should stand by it. And if you don't, you should be called out. And if Absolutely. You know, there should be accountability, just common sense things. Like we don't want fucked up people in our government. We don't want fucked up people representing us and doing things that we don't want them to do. And look, what's the, look what happens when that does happen. You know, like these people are, are voted into office. Yeah, granted but under really fucked up ways. There's like voter suppression. There's like tons of things that goes on in the background that I'm not, I'm not willing that's to go into it. That, that's another episode. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what we're overall trying to paint for you guys. And I think this is a really good place uh, to wrap up this episode. Unless you want to have, uh, unless you have any other comments actually on anything. Um. No, I feel like we were just about to get into a whole nother tangent that I would love to talk about, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, honestly, but I mean, I could talk politics for days, but we all know that. So, uh, but one thing I do want to mention, I was only going to mention this to Ashley, but fuck it, I mean, we might as well. So guys, uh, we are planning to do a really cool uh, little mini series of episodes, oh. and when we talk about Oh yeah, I didn't, you didn't know what I was going to bring up, right? No, I thought this um, but, was the first time I was hearing. I'm like, oh. 
<laughs> no, yeah. So we're gonna do uh, a mini series of uh, all the, the the hot topics that are have been going on over the last few decades. We're gonna talk about income and wealth inequality. We're gonna talk about healthcare, gun rights, um, you you name it. Like issues like that, we're gonna talk at, at length about and really uh, make it for the the everyday person, someone that doesn't maybe watch all the news or every day and doesn't have time to uh, follow along with like everything that's going along in politics or doesn't have time to like decipher like who's the shitty ones and who's like the good ones. Like that's what that mini series is going to be for. And Ashley and I are going to provide that for you and we cannot wait. Yay. So guys, uh, once again, we will just wrap it up here. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you next time. Thanks. I mean, these are troubling times, but of course we will keep our audience updated. But I think this is a great place to wrap up. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of this podcast. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. So please give us a five-star rating on um, Apple Podcasts if you're listening on there. Yes. And... Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dogs, tell your cats, <laughs> uh, tell everybody about uh, your new progressive podcast that you're listening to with your homies, Bennett and Ashley, who update you on the latest and greatest in the news, um, which we're happy to do. Of course, follow us also on Facebook at The Oligarchy Disruptor. You can follow us on Twitter at Ben the Disruptor and Ashley at Ash the Disruptor. Absolutely. And also, guys, please do not forget to vote. I know with all this coronavirus shit, it's very easy to forget what's going on right now. But um, or what I mean is like the election and stuff that's also going on simultaneously in the background. But over half the nation has not cast their vote yet. So it is very important that you vote in the primaries up until the general election, which we will go to face Donald Trump. So I'll leave it to the queen of voting to give you her spiel about <laughs> that. So I'll go ahead. Ash. All right, everybody. Yes. Don't forget to vote. Um, if you do not know where your polling place is perfect website, it's called your fucking polling and it's very simple. Just type in your address, press OK, and your polling place will show up um, in the times that they're open. Again, that's yourfuckingpollingplace.com. And then, um, oh yeah, any questions you have about voting. So what your registration status is, um, if you can same day register to vote. I think a lot of states, um, actually I'm not going to say that because I'm not totally sure about how um, states are. I know in Illinois they stopped voter registration online quite a few weeks before the actual um, election, but a lot of states have same-day registration. Um, if you w- aren't really sure what else is going to be on your ballot, there's also a little section for you to see what's on your ballot. And this website is called rockthevote.org. Super awesome. And there's lots of questions. Uh, that's rockthevote.org. Don't forget to vote, guys. All right, guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Your word of mouth is our oxygen. 
So we will leave it there. Thank you once again, and we will see you next time.